Hi and welcome to another Cyber Special from the Future of Banking podcast team. In this episode I speak with Nick Reed, who is the Sales Director for Bankify and I just want to take this opportunity to wish Nick and the whole Bankify team a huge congratulations because Nick of course snatched first place in the Discover Perfect Pitch competition on the Inner Tribe stage during Cybos. It's a huge achievement and definitely at a time when we can see Bankify sort of shooting for the stars. So in this episode I speak to Nick about many things but in general we're talking about the continued opportunity for collaboration between banks and fintechs so take a listen so i'm here with uh, nick reed head of sales for for bankify at cyboss is this your first cyboss personally it's my first cyboss so really enjoying it um my colleagues have been previously so uh, yeah we're really enjoying it uh, what does it mean to Bankify to be at such a big? It's obviously traditionally sort of a transactional banking conference. What does it mean? Yeah, I mean, our primary audience are banks and financial institutions, um, and not only banks and financial institutions, but incumbent banks and financial institutions, rather than challenges, neos, typically the type of uh, competition that we'd protect um, our bank clients against. Um, so for us, it's a really captive audience. Um, the transactional piece, I think the recurring theme that I'm seeing from banks that we speak to is that Embedded finance has been a real buzzword within this industry for the past um, couple of years and certainly is earmarked as one of the trends to come. Um, And for some banks that is posing quite a big threat um, because the relevance and the value of the digital channel that they provide and invest significant amounts of money in for the benefit of their business clients is starting to be called into question. So they're looking for ways in which they can uh, increase the relevance, reintroduce the relevance of their channels, um, which is driving a lot of the um, uh, request for conversations with us, I would say. So what is it that you're doing here then to support that conversation? So we're helping banks who've traditionally focused on open banking and PSD2 as a compliance exercise. We're helping them see the commercialization opportunities, particularly in the business space. So um, uh, anonymously, one of our bank clients, you know, one of the clients that we're about to launch with um, sees millions and millions of inbound calls to their open banking APIs each month. And they know where those calls are coming from, i.e. which company is utilizing open banking for the benefit of the business client. They know what those calls are asking uh, that particular bank to do. Um, I can I see my account balance or can I move money from A to B? But other than that, they've got no idea of what value their own customer is deriving from that API call. So what they want to do is flip that on its head and, and start to use not just open banking, but open finance and open data to be the cockpit, to be the central place where businesses go to manage their business finances. So not only view data, but also access the digital workflows that make their banking channel more sticky. Um, and in doing so, protects their existing client base, so it protects existing deposits and loans, um, but also helps them acquire customers and drive incremental deposits and lending revenue as well. So are you finding that some of the convers- through some of the conversations that you're having that that's as high upon the agenda of the banks as you think it is? Are you getting that feedback? I think yes is the short answer to that. Um, I think there's a lot of... Um, 
Uh, I mean, sustainability, for example, is a massive focus from some of the banks that we're seeing here. Um, now, obviously, Bankify is not directly involved in that space, but the other types of capabilities that they're looking to bring, or you know, some of the key projects, are around um, SMBs in particular, sort of democratising some of the capabilities traditionally reserved for larger corporate institutional clients and democratising it so that SMBs can access it. And then I think lend, protecting and increasing lending revenues is particularly important as well. So yeah, that's some of the trends that I'm seeing. Do you think some of that's driven by sort of broader economic impact? Yeah, that's a really, good, uh, a really good point. I think that we're definitely, especially on the receivable side, banks want to have their brand associated with tech which is really helping their clients survive first and foremost in the current economic climate but also thrive after that as well um, and I think there's been when you think about Altfi and challenges um, I think there's almost been this temptation to go for solutions which push lending first and foremost whereas what we're doing is starting with the technology that helps businesses first and foremost get paid on time for the invoices that they're due from their customers. It's this weird psyche sometimes in the small business space, they're almost scared of asking for what is theirs. Um, but also, so that's the first sort of tech that helps, piece of tech that helps the SMB um, survive and thrive. Um, but then also, um, we're helping banks to provide. Um, an, an innovative, so almost new form of lending, if you like, which is not tying an SME into um, a long-term sort of fixed-rate type of loan, which after COVID and civils and bibbles from a UK perspective and obviously in other Euro European markets, other state form of lending, it's not tying, you know, it's not asking them to take on more long-term traditional fixed debt on the balance sheet. Um, it's saying... We as a financial institution can see all of this data. Bankify is helping the financial institution which of an SME's debtors are reliable debtors, so they've paid the last 10 out of 10 invoices on time to that SMB, and providing that quality and rich data to the financial institution to help them provide um, more short-term, more innovative forms of finance which helps SMBs bridge working capital positions, so that might be invoice financing, invoice factoring, for example. And, you know, you mentioned, like, right now we're in Europe, and Cybos is one of those events that moves around. Um, you've announced some big news today about a partnership, one of the first partnerships in the US. Do you think the conversations taking place over in the US are different here? How is that? What's, how does it compare? Yeah, um, I think the conversations in um, developed markets especially are the same. Obviously, they're having the same economic challenges globally at the moment, regardless of which region we're in. But um, there's a great stat that I think US banks sourced, um, which is was a couple of years ago, but very relevant. I think 82% of, of SMBs um, or SMB business failures um, were directly attributed to poor understanding and poor management of cash flow. Um, so that that stat is specific to the North American market, and I would certainly say that um, 
the type of tech that they're providing or value prop is resonating with financial institutions regardless of where they're located and obviously we're delighted to um, announce our first North American client today in the form of Axiom Bank. So, yeah, yeah. Congratulations, I'm sure it's just the start of big stuff for you guys over there. Um, I guess it's positive that the conversations taking place um, wherever they are in the world are sort of similar because it means that there's a little bit of unification and, and then hopefully change happening in favour of especially the SMBs. Yeah, I th- look, I think in terms the value prop is resonating and the messaging is the same from our perspective. Um, that, that's what we're finding resonates with the banks. I think the great thing from our perspective is, um, you know, we utilise, as I mentioned before, open banking, open finance, open data a lot to power our proposition and to help banks realise the value um, uh, so it doesn't just become a compliance exercise. If I take North America as an example, obviously there's no standardised open banking like you have in the UK or obviously um, uh, within the rest of Europe as part of the PSD2 regulation. Um, but our platform hasn't been designed to be dependent on open banking. We utilise other um, types of aggregation, other payment rails as well. and. Shortly be announcing how we've done that or which partners we've worked with to achieve that in the North American market. So, whilst what I'm trying to say is, whilst the messaging is the same, we've kind of developed the capabilities to deal with the underlying complexities and um, which help deliver on that open finance proposition. So, it's focusing on the output and then finding the best ways to do that depending on the region or the landscape. That's a very succinct way can live, uh, of explaining what I've just spent. <laughs> Probably about 30 seconds uh, trying yeah, to explain. The details are <laughs> um, important. I guess outside of, of what Bankfire is focused on, have you seen what else is sort of picture interest at the show? Any other themes, topics, speakers? Yeah, I, I think there's a lot. Um, the, the, the banker who said this shall remain unnamed, but um, I think especially in the sustainability space, I think whether it's a consumer or whether it's a small business, I think the way they described it to me was that there's a certain amount of scepticism involved if a bank has a sustainability um, based proposition. It's like, agreement. Yeah, I think so. Um, so I think financial services in general has a way to go in that space, but that's certainly something um, that they've the industry has started on um, and just general inclusion um, as well um, whether it be based on gender, race etc so I think there's a lot of um, focus on that um, and then I think the other thing which is probably more relevant from a bankified perspective um, is this you know whichever hybrid word you want to use co-opetition is, is one of the ones that gets used frequently um, I mean we're that fits very much within what we're trying to achieve um, sometimes described as fintech friend versus fintech foe um, we like to sometimes be called the fintech who isn't a true fintech <laughs> or, or just ban the word fintech <laughs> um, so that theme of co-opetition is something that I'm seeing recurring as well and yeah, I know that um, as, a, as a brand you've gone some way to helping further that, that conversation yeah like I said it's this um, my North American my North American friends our new colleagues fintech friend versus fintech foe is the way they choose to think of it look fintech um, I think fintech has come a long way in this space you know a couple of years ago when you as a traditional um, financial institution you might have had these connotations of threat and disruption 
if anything, we're helping financial institutions with what we do to disrupt the disruptors and help them fight back. So I think the, thing, the you know the, the industry is a lot more relaxed with that term now. Whereas, yeah. Um, and what will, final question, what will mean that you leave Amsterdam and Cybos thinking that was a good show? Lots of leads um, from financial institutions, um, bonds uh, with whom our value prop has resonated. Um, and generally just enjoying the, the delights of Amsterdam and the, the conference in general. So, but yeah, first and foremost, Leeds. And I, I should say new partnerships yes. as well, because um, we, for me, in my position of sales, ultimately the metric is, is new banks, new financial institutions, but we've got a lot of existing partners who are here at the show, um, existing clients and existing partners, and hoping to forge new partners as well to create lasting value proposition for our clients. Afternoon on day one, you're still looking nice and fresh. So, <laughs> three day, three full days to go. Um, I'm sure it'll be a good show. It's yeah. like that trend that you see when people go to weddings now, the, the before and after shots. So hopefully it won't be as exaggerated as that. But yeah, <laughs> I'm sure it won't. But thanks for thanks for speaking to us, Nick. Thanks, Kimberly. My pleasure.